Okay, a very good evening to everyone. Thank you for joining the Parenting Chabura. Looking forward to your comments and observations, especially on this session. Our topic in our habits series is breaking bad habits. And I guess it's always easier to try to break them in someone else. So it's great to have this in a parenting chabura where you're trying to break them in the child. But seriously, uh, it's even harder when you're breaking them in someone else and you have to do that wisely. So let's backtrack a little and appreciate what habits are. We mentioned the Pele Yoates last week. Pele Yoates writes that all success really comes from regilus, from good habits. You get into a good habit and it just recurs again and again to the point as he describes it. And we all know that if you would miss it one day, you would really miss it. You would feel the void. Take a person who gets into the habit of giving tzedakah. I thought about it this morning in shul. You give tzedakah into the pushka. It's a small amount. That's the custom. Small amount. Everybody in aggregate adds up to a significant amount, just like being part of the minion. Everybody's participating. But you're giving a little bit every day. If you would miss a day, if no one would go around with the pushka or you wouldn't have your wallet with you, you don't have any change with you, you miss it. It's, it, it bothers you. Habits are very powerful. You can get somebody into a habit that they say to Hillam every day. I give credit to my seventh grade Rebbe. Got us into saying to Hillam on the once a month completion cycle. It's awesome. You can go decades doing a good deed and it doesn't take any new decision-making. It's just like, this is what we do. Get into the habit of smiling at people, of being optimistic, of reacting in certain ways to difficult situations. Good habits. We had a question that we encountered, but if you're in a good habit, so then where does paying attention come in? Mishnah and Avos, Atas Tfilas Chakeva. Don't make your prayers routine. You don't want them to be a habit. Right? At 6.47 in the morning, I ask for good health. And at 6.48 in the morning, the next one of the brachas in Shmona Esrei. You don't want to be like that. You want to be rachamim v'tachanunim. You want to have depth. You want to have entreaty. So the Mechta Melio asks this question. And the answer that he gives is that the key is iyun, depth. And that's exactly the direction that we took 
with the concept of habits. Habits enable you to free your mind and free your emotion, to be available, to be thinking and feeling. Now, unfortunately, we could start thinking and feeling every other thing in the entire world and be what we call distracted. But that wasn't the point. The point was that if we free up our mind and heart, then they're available to really dialogue, to really get involved. We gave the example, davening can be like a prepared speech where if you really got the routine, you can then give it your all. It stands to reason that bad habits can take us to a really bad place without even realizing it. This is the way we do it. We don't even realize we're doing anything unusual. And the dynamic that played out by good habits and unwittingly, we got some really wonderful things going on. That same dynamic is going to take place by bad habits. And without even realizing it, we're deteriorating. And therefore, bad habits are definitely things that we want to address and gently, small change is the most effective in habits because the brain is entrenched in a certain way of thinking. And gently veering off in a different direction, the direction of your choice. Now I wanna point out that when we're dealing in parenting and we notice what we think is a bad habit, and it might indeed be a bad habit if it's in an adult, in a child, it may just be chinuch. It's education. It's getting used to the situation. Imagine a child, eight years old, exhibits jealousy. Consistently. It's a bad habit. Right? So you're cutting dessert, you know, chocolate cake, giving it out for dessert. And the child is intensely jealous of a sibling that got a bigger piece. Consider the parent that would say, you know, you have a really bad habit of jealousy and you're just gonna have to cut it out. I would say that that parent is really out of touch in parenting. Because the child is not a bad habit. It didn't develop. It's a natural inclination for a child to see something he wants and want it. It's sweet, it's tasty. And even more importantly is if you gave his brother a bigger piece in his infantile mind, you love the brother more. And that's painful. And therefore, the child is acting up. That's not a bad habit. That needs development, conversation. We got to work on ourselves. 
we have adults that act like babies do. They're jealous. It's not a time for a Musser schmooze. Don't you know? Hashem gives every person what they need. And if you got a smaller piece of chocolate cake, that's Hashem's will for you. Come on. This is the first time that the child is here. And I don't mean it's the first time. I'm saying the child is developing, even if the child heard it multiple times. Gentle, gentle, educational, moving them forward, introducing them to new concepts. This is not even breaking a bad habit. This is just part of chinuch, explaining to a child that they could be mesameach bechelko, satisfied, joyous, and it's okay. And in life, sometimes you get the bigger piece and sometimes the other one gets the bigger piece and life's not perfect. Don't expect life to be perfect. Depending on the age of the child, but the tone should be educational, friendly, being their coach. I wouldn't even call that a bad habit yet. Likewise, toilet training, getting away from bedwetting, is that a bad habit? When we do talk about bad habits though, there are a bunch of techniques that have been really remarkably tested, which are really effective both in adults and in children. I mentioned a small change, very important, in adults as well. If you want to do change, really small incremental change, break it down to its smallest component, something the experts described that can be done in less than two minutes. I would say something that can be done in less than 15 seconds. Um, you'd be surprised what you can do in 15 seconds. And that moves the person in a direction that we want to go. Really, it's no big deal. 15 seconds of anything, we could survive. It's really the Bechira, it's the free choice. It's exhibiting the decision that we're gonna go in this direction. And that's why the 15 seconds is really all it takes to, to break a bad habit. 15 seconds now, 15 seconds the next time I encounter it, showing that I care. One of the most important things in breaking bad habits, and this has been proven in some of the most challenging addictions in adults, is to be able to be aware and therefore be able to break the trigger or cue um, process, which results in the urge and then the response. And what studies indicate is that most people don't even realize that the cue or the trigger is bringing about the urge and therefore the response. 
And if we pay attention and we just get in there and realize, stop it so that it doesn't continue in that way, there really is time, space to intervene. A person who has an anger management problem. So this is just the way I am. That's a bad habit. If we want to break the bad habit, just to give this as an example, person has to be aware that they have triggers. It didn't go my way. Tired, hungry, stressed. They're triggers. They're cues. They're things that cause an urge to scream, to yell, to have a tantrum. And once the person is truly aware of these triggers and cues, they can stop it because it doesn't have to equal. It doesn't have to be that when that set of, of the situation is in place that it will necessarily cause the response. I can actually feel the urge to scream and not scream. It's just like such an awesome moment when the person realizes that that is not a forced continuity. Even though in the brain with time, those pathways are so entrenched that the brain just thinks, well, this is what we do. Oh, that's when a person says, I'm just that type of person. And as soon as we move away from, I'm just that type of person, we really do have choice. In a child as well, making the child aware, tracking what caused the problem, when does it happen most often? Another thing that is very useful is making this experience pleasant, including rewards. Now, it's talented as a parent to choose the reward. Which types of behaviors that you're working on deserve a mini chocolate chip? And you watch the child just like waiting for the, mommy, you didn't give me my chocolate chip yet. And this is really important and they'll savor it. And I know as an adult, you sometimes watch this behavior and you're wondering like, I could scoop up a whole handful of chocolate chips and just gu guzzle them down to try to get that, that uh, thrill the child gets from this little. So part of it is the taste, part of it is the recognition. And it's very important as a parent to be aware of the recognition. Those rules are important. That system is important. That's what makes it meaningful. And if the child did not perform and did not do what they were supposed to do in order to get the reward, you can't just give the reward. It's not satisfying. And which rewards 
are going to be smiley faces or stickers on a chart, possibly when you finish the chart and how much is on the chart in order to finish it, but to get an ice cream, a bigger prize, and at what age. And all of this is done strategically. We'll never get it right all the time. But if you watch the feedback and you realize where the child's up to and what's appropriate, you can constantly modify. Most important, and then I'll open up for questions and comments, is to understand what's underlying a bad habit, a bad behavior. And if there is something that's really underlying, to have that conversation and try to swap habits. Sometimes someone's stressed. So you give them other opportunities. Sometimes a person doesn't get enough self-care, is not nurtured enough. To try to address those things in order to put a person positioned best for success. There's a lot to talk about. We still have another session of Mitzvah next week. I'll stop now. Comments and questions. And certainly if anybody has um, things that they'd like to see in the next session, we can discuss that now as well.